Hey, happy Thursday, and welcome back to another edition of the Airport Minute, where each and every day, Monday through Friday, we go through the 137 glorious minutes of the greatest disaster movie ever made. I am one of your hosts, Jim O'Kane of TVDad.com. And I'm host number two, Mark Cerulli of CovertOps.tv, and... Uh... Today we have uh, the mega-successful hosts from the Star Wars Minute, Alex Robinson and Pete the Retailer. Hello. Hey, everyone. Hope I, like, I got that I like right. You Did us... I get that right? Yeah, you, you got it right. We're mega-successful. <laughs> <laughs> yes, the, the Orville and Wilbur Wright of the uh, Movies by Minute uh, <laughs> movement. And uh, <laughs> thank you so much for sharing this format with everybody because it's uh, – it's just amazing how it's blooming everywhere. I mean, at the time that we're recording this, I think there's maybe 15 to 20 uh, new ones coming, and there's more on the way, I know. So. Yeah, I think there's. I think we're up to 15 total. Wow. I, there's, there's one that I haven't posted to the site that's, that's going, which is um, there's at least one. There might be two. So maybe we're over that. Maybe we're at 16. Yeah, it's, it's, it's blossoming, like you said. It's, it's, it's caught on like wildfire. Exciting, and uh, I was I was kind of worried about starting up this particular uh, uh, minute uh, movie site because I'm not sure how many people have watched the movie Airport. Most of the people that have uh, heard about this podcast think it's Airplane, (laughs) which is a good movie too. I mean, yeah, sure. (laughs) So maybe that that'll be somewhere in the lineup. But we have, uh, you know, it's, it's rather, it's one of the older ones, uh, but uh, people seem to be responding and we're hearing from a lot of folks who hadn't heard, heard of them or had heard of the movie, but had never seen it, uh, that you know, on a rewatch or a first time watch, uh, they're finding stuff that we didn't even notice. So are you guys are, I would assume, familiar with Airport? I mean, you've seen it before this, uh, <laughs> this podcast came out? Or? I've never seen it. Oh, wow. I, I think it's one of those things that I, I watched it on you know, Channel 11 or something when I was growing up, but I haven't seen it since I was a kid, probably. Sure. Yeah, it's uh, it's varied uh, how many people have watched it. I used to watch this, I think, endless, every couple of Sunday nights they'd show it on uh, ABC. Mm-hmm. And uh, it, growing up in the in the 70s and stuff, this was a constant filler uh, <laughs> for, for ABC television. Yeah. Somehow and, I uh, missed it, but I've seen Airplane several times, so I hope that makes <laughs> up for it. Wait, are you one of the people who thinks that this is about airplane? Are you this far into it? You're still. <laughs> I I keep waiting for the punchlines. <laughs> it's funny you can almost you can almost say airport is like a dark and gritty reboot of airplane. Yeah. Like they took yeah. airplane and instead of making it funny, they played it totally straight this time. Yeah, this if Christopher Nolan had taken over the Zucker Brothers, <laughs> this is how it would turn out. So, uh, but we are we are very deep into this movie now. We're up to minute uh, ninety four. I think we're hip deep into this movie. Yes. And uh, the action is all starting to come together. Uh, We are looking at uh, Joe Petroni. uh, God bless him. Just explain to us what was going to happen if the bomb ever went off inside that 707. Uh, We start this minute with uh, looking at that beautiful model that somebody wound up walking off with when this production was over. It'll be on eBay. Just keep your eyes peeled. No doubt, but he was telling us that if you know that thing goes off, it's goodbye. And uh, uh, Mark was asking earlier if that's a a wig on George Kennedy, but I think that's just a natural comb over. Oh yeah, <laughs> natural <laughs> synthetic comb over. Oh, I don't know. He's. I think that's just his look. Yeah, he's got it. I just uh, I just like the way he carefully replaces his cigar, and this is a relatively dry cigar for all the Petroni cigars that we've seen in the movie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so uh, 
and we are, you know, and I guess we're going to say goodbye. Well, no, we're not saying goodbye to the uh, uh, the Mel Bakersfield lair, but it's going to be there for. Uh, we're not going to come back to it for quite some time. But uh, we zoom in that that beautiful shot where they're moving in on the model, and then it turns into the real live, honest to gosh, set where poor old uh, Van Heflin is closing his eyes and trying to get some sleep before he blows the plane up. Do <laughs> you think he actually yeah. is trying to get some sleep? First of all, why? And second of all, how? Yeah. <laughs> you want well, to he just, he doesn't get... want to talk to Mrs. Quonset anymore. Yeah. yeah. I, think... <laughs> I can see him just faking it, closing his eyes, pretending he's asleep. But the fact that he could really be like, oh, I'll catch a couple of Zs. I'll wait. I'll set my alarm, my watch alarm, so I wait, remember to blow up the plane in time. <laughs> and I love that, that Ada Quonset doesn't mind being in the, uh, in the no respect seat in the middle. <laughs> well, well, she yeah. After all being a stowaway, she's the ultimate right. non-rep, so she has to just shut up and take her place in the B row. I, I did notice a continuity area there where they're showing. Wow, those are the days back when they used to have ashtrays on the seat. Oh uh, yeah. Rest. And there's no. I mean, he should have about twenty stubbed out true cigarettes there because he was lighting one off the other a couple of minutes ago. Do you think the? Uh, He's think, worried about his health. Do you think in those days um, the stewardesses would come by and empty the ashtrays? I, I guess they could use like a, a prototype of a dust buster and just right. <laughs> just keep sucking them up as they go through. But well, I thought I remember the them time... being like removable, like you could pick it up. Oh yeah, that's true. Yeah, you could. Yeah, you just kind of hoist it out and empty it out. It looks like somebody's taken the uh, the hoist out section, so maybe they're just dumping them all on the back, and this is uh, just an in between section. Yeah, right? maybe in between. Um, Although it seems like the stewardesses kind of have their hands full with the whole, uh, you know, suspected yeah. uh, bomber on board thing. <laughs> And uh, Whit Bissell is blissfully asleep listening to, I guess, some kind of uh, classical music, or maybe he's just listening to a stethoscope of his own yeah, heart. He's listening to his own heartbeat. <laughs> I'm alive. But for how long? Yeah. <laughs> uh, Marilyn Munster's playing Uno, it looks like, in the back there oh, with yeah. the guy uh, next to him. Do you remember they used to uh, give out playing cards on planes? Oh, yeah. 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 I have a... the little wings. Remember the little plastic yeah. wings? Yeah, yeah. What happened? I'm wearing mine right now. <laughs> I have a small collection of like leftover airport airline playing card decks, and I think that's that would be a good thing to kind of keep up with. You know, get all those kind of extinct, you know, airlines. Yeah, Braniff. Yeah, and, uh, yeah, totally. Well, the well, the ultimate would be get, getting this transglobal one that she seems to be using. <laughs> they, they really went out on the uh, the stationary side. Every kind of uh, transglobal tchotchke seems to be uh, throughout this air uh, this movie. Wow. But uh, have you, then we, have uh, you guys added a transglobal uh, logo T-shirt to your to your merch store? Yeah, it's uh, it's coming. It's we're, I have to figure out how how much uh, Universal will bark at that, but I, I don't <laughs> think they've noticed us. So we're, we're yeah, don't we're small don't tell things. anyone. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing uh, to see here. Yeah. <laughs> Keep moving, legal department. I'm sure the uh, those uh, transglobal uh, stewardess outfits that we're working on to uh, to get online will will be major sellers. You should do like a T-shirt with that print, you know, a print of the stewardess's outfit on, oh, like right. a tuxedo yeah. shirt. You know. right. Have you checked? Have you checked the latest one? It's it's absolutely great. It's it's the cranky passenger. <laughs> These nuts are stale. <laughs> oh yeah, I love that one. <laughs> yeah, definitely the signature uh, motto of this movie. <laughs> uh, so uh, we. We abandon row twenty three and we're back in the cockpit where they're uh, they're in that major huddle where uh, uh, James Bond is talking to Matt Helm as to what to do next. <laughs> and 
it's it's interesting watching this scene because Jacqueline Bissett has to look like she's reading the dispatch while they're having all this dialogue. But how many words, I mean, they were writing down in the last couple of minutes, they were writing down, you know, disturbed passenger and, uh, keep, you know, he may have an explosive device. How many times does she have to read it before she goes, oh, it's a guy with a bomb? <laughs> <laughs> I think it, 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 it's like a rebus. She's trying to figure it out. <laughs> A man, a plan, a bomb. No, this doesn't work. Uh, and then it is, does he move from disturbed status to dangerous status? Mm-hmm. Yeah. How 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 bad do they have to go? And poor Gar- Gary Collins, his only acting in this entire minute is a raised eyebrow in the shadows. <laughs> just notice me. Well, I, mean, I guess he got he got he got a paycheck at the end of the day, so it doesn't really. And really he got matter. a nice craft services lunch. I mean, come on. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. So, it's eleven. Wow, he's like uh, a weird. He's like a specter in there. He's just like floating head of concern, right? <laughs> just like he, he's a permanent extra in this in this film. Mm. But I guess you know, I I don't know if he was there to draw younger people or I you know I I can't figure out what his role is for. We need a well, I guess they needed a navigator. And they might as well somebody with a name. Right. Do um, um, maybe he was uh, originally had a bigger subplot, but it got cut out. So he's just kind of like mm. you had to buy the expand. You know the. Uh, the comics version to get the whole right. yeah yeah or the novelization yeah. yeah exactly there, there's a director's cut where he was meeting with Jacqueline Bissett earlier in the movie before Dean Martin and she doesn't know who the baby is so. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it's uh yeah it's very peculiar but uh nice lighting they, they went from uh this used to be just a nice daytime lighting for the, most of the film but now they've gone to uh just kind of mood lighting that's rather ominous I guess it it fits in with all the Alfred Newman music playing do you guys know if on planes, if you're flying in a plane, uh, do they change the lighting of the cockpit depending on, you know, is it do how, they, do how they, dramatic things are going? Well, you know, <laughs> like if you're on a plane overnight, they dim the lights and stuff. Do they do a similar thing with the cockpit or is it just well, kind they, of a... They do, they do have reduced lighting. It's not, I mean, like they can turn the lights way up, but mostly they want to keep it down. It's kind of like being in a car and you turn on your, your dome light. Right. It's, I mean, they, they generally keep it down so that you can read the instruments. There's not much to look at yeah. uh, out, outside. Sure, birds, you just got to keep your eye off for birds. Yeah. <laughs> Those high flyers. Uh, but it's, you know, I'm, I'm still trying to figure out if you can move, how much of this movie, if you were going to do a remake, Christopher Nolan or not, if you're going to do a remake, how much of this movie is still possible to do as a remake? I mean, you can't. Can you get a bomb on board? Can you get a stowaway on board? I think you would have to make it a period piece kind of like yeah. throwback. Do like a capitalize on the Mad Men thing. That's uh, yeah, that's still hot, right? Kids still watch Mad Men. <laughs> sure, yeah. we'll sure put Gary not. Collins in. That'll get everyone yeah. to see there it. You go. <laughs> get it with the hep kit. He's the one with the uh, that crazy uh, mod haircut. Mm. So uh, just kind of the uh, the check off of the piece. <laughs> um. And, uh, you know, it, gosh, if they ever did the audiobook of this, it's a shame they couldn't get Barry Nelson to do the whole thing because he's just got that gray, gravelly voice talking through the whole thing. Of, of all the people on a microphone, I think he's got the best, most professional sounding of, of any of the people in this movie. That's probably true. Yeah. The, most, the best voice you want to hear over the. Yeah. I'm trying to. Do you guys. Was there an audiobook of. I'm sure there was, right? Because this is a, a novel first. Right. Yeah, it was a, it was a novel, but at the time, I mean, I guess you would have to order a reel to reel tape of this yeah. Uh, yeah. audio, or maybe a record. I don't, you know, I, I can't imagine. <laughs> kind of hard to imagine. A long the novel would be like a three record set, wouldn't it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. A- Alexander Scorby would have probably done it. So, 
Let's see. Uh, There's one. I'm doing some background research. Okay. Bear with me. Uh, Put some airline music it on. Look like it says who. Hmm. Uh, well, if if there is somebody from that era, we'll have to track them down and see if we can get them on as a guest. But, uh, how much do you know if any? Victor Garber. How many, how many cast members are still alive at this point? We're, we've counted about four or five. Mostly John Findlater's alive, yeah. but he won't talk yeah. to us. Yeah, he. We keep trying to track him down. Maybe we're going to send him a couple of. Uh, uh, send him some I, nuts. You know, <laughs> send him some. <laughs> yes, please come on. Yeah, Mister Coakley is still with. Here us, are some so. fresh nuts, sir. Would you come and, on our podcast? And uh, Bert, Bert Lancaster's kids are still alive, but they they seem to have disappeared. Lisa Gerritsen is selling real estate in Northern California, and of course the the big the big get on this would be Jacqueline Bissett. But uh, oh, sure, still, yeah, there you go. Still trying to find somebody that knows her. So eventually, eventually we'll get her. We'll probably get her just in time for Airport 77. <laughs> so, but hopefully she'll hear this and decide, you know, maybe it's worth a shot just talking on it one more time. <laughs> uh, her her wig is holding up very nicely in this minute, I noticed, that it seems to be uh, a little bit more curly, um, but uh, but it's holding in there. Still it's haven't fixed it. better than George Kennedy's. Well, I don't know. that. I still I still don't think that's a, yeah, that's a wig. That's just yeah. his, that's the way he rolls. Yeah, and I'm trying to figure out now: Does a wig count as a costume? Did Did Edith Head do the wig, or is that a separate? I mean, I don't know if she's wearing it as an appliance versus having it. You know, is it makeup or is it? Mm. Where do, Where does that count? Is that an Edith Head wig? That's you know, Edith Head wig. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I would I would imagine uh, that hair and makeup would have done that. Yeah, I just I, I'm just wondering where you know would it fit in for any kind of an Oscar? I think that hair and makeup has its own. Right? Oh, okay. Makeup. <clears throat> was, at least. was it ba- was it back then, or was it more recent? I didn't know when they added that particular Oscar. Oh, I'm not sure. Um, I think the there's probably some kind of uh, you know guidelines maybe from costume design saying like, oh, you know what, yeah. this should be like a redhead, or this should be you know. But uh, mm-hmm. I, I think there's a whole see Academy Award for best makeup and hairstyling. There you go. Um, out of all the movies you've ever seen if you think of the movie that would win what movie do you think should win the best Oscar for best hair and makeup in any movie of all time best movie uh, like obviously it has to be one where it's like particularly complicated ones like you're not just going to say oh yeah uh, you know uh, the yeah, hours it, well... Yeah, you can't like go. That. You can't go with like Elephant Man because even though that's kind of a wig, it's also an appliance. So I don't right. think you can include something where their skull is involved. Mm. It's got to be a period like a like a seventeen hundreds thing where you have a lot of French courtesans and stuff wearing a lap. Yeah, like, like a like a Barry Lyndon kind of situation. There you go. Mm. Yeah, yeah. So it, uh, it looks like it was just a, originally it was just a makeup award that was given out only when it was a special honorary award. So it was ah. given out 1964 for The Seven Faces of Dr. Lau. Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. And then 1968 for Planet of the Apes. Planet of the Apes. Oh, of course. And then no, that, yeah. they brought it back in 1980, still as a makeup award, um, until 1993 when hair and makeup, like, hair got added to it. Uh, hair, well, who, hair used to have their who, own cat thing, got merged into uh, makeup. I don't, I don't know if hair ever had its own. It might have just been kind of added well, who got the hair award for uh, 1980? I mean, or is that, I guess, hair and makeup? I would think that it would be Elephant Man. I think that was the year that Empire, uh, Strikes, Empire Strikes Back. 
Ah, Excuse no, me. sorry, it's 81, actually. It was the first one. So it was uh, American Werewolf in London. One. Rick Baker, wasn't yeah. it Rick Baker? Yeah. And the loser, which is, I'm astounded that it was nominated for anything, was Heartbeeps. Heartbeeps? Oh, Heartbeeps. Andy Coffin. Yeah, so and, uh, there we go. It was a much more forgiving time, Oscar. Yeah, wise. really. Wow, so close. <laughs> Kaufman Mania swept that one through. Yeah. Kaufmania. Wow. Well, I think that brought us up to the end of this minute, which it, it's kind of like this is kind of the huddle before what's going to happen next. I mean, they, they seem to be planning out their strategy. There's, it's a little bit more. It's a continuation of the exposition, except it's just happening upstairs instead of in uh, Mel Bakersfield's office. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think we're, we're going to pick up the rest of this tomorrow as the weekends. Although uh, before we before we leave this, oh, I want to jump back to the beginning real quick and just talk about sure. the labels on the model and how much I love Dymo. Yes. So, I don't know if you guys have talked about that before. No, but... no, we have we haven't. It just says Boeing seven oh seven and but did you notice the uh confusing part about that Dymo? It's rounded off on the tail. Yeah. Yeah, and there, hmm. I don't I can't tell what it says kind of on the there's like the front of the model where it says I'm sure it's more descriptive yeah. stuff, but I love that yeah, that it's just it's a weird kind of it, streamlined it, angled thing that says Boeing 707 on the but it, it has that kind of bat computer kind of yeah, thing that totally <laughs> just, guess what this is oh it's a 707 <laughs> but yeah it's uh it's definitely a, a a product of its time this whole this whole movie has so many elements of things that aren't there anymore yeah, really. What was that? What was that stuff called, Jim? It used to be everywhere. The 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 la- those labels. You did them at home. You had that like little plastic label gun. Yeah, yeah, that yeah, was, was that Dymo. Was Dymo. That was oh Dymo. Dymo company. Yeah, yeah. So it, yeah, it, and it was always in red for some reason. I mean, I, <laughs> I I remember them being available in other colors, but I don't know anybody used it in another color. Red seemed to be. Red was probably the one that came with it, and then if you want, yeah. the other ones are probably more expensive if you want to order them. How many people yeah, got more you, than one of them? <laughs> Yeah, uh, well, I, did, I had a whole rainbow full of them when I was a kid. <laughs> <laughs> well, once you started using the red, then you had to buy red so it matched up all the all the other drawers or whatever it was mm-hmm. in your locker. Yeah, yeah. who can we buy? Other than Pete, of course. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's important. You know, did you have the sixty-four color uh, Crayola? <laughs> yeah, basically of, of Dymo. <laughs> you mean? So I had like periwinkle <laughs> oh, Dymo labels and. Yes, yes. Uh, Periwinkle Dymo Labels. That's my yeah. That's my roller derby name. <laughs> it's hyphenated. Dymo Labels. Yes. <laughs> With uh, alternating uh, caps and... Uh... No, it has to be in all caps, all caps because they didn't yeah, have yeah. lowercase. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> ah, wow. But yeah, a, st- a, stunning, uh, a stunning minute and uh, a glimpse into the past, the world of 1970. Yeah. Uh, well, we will pick up more of this uh, adventure as they continue to expose more of the plot to us uh, tomorrow on Friday. Uh, and thanks for being with us today, guys. Hope you can join us tomorrow. Sure. Uh, if if you uh, if the folks listening would like to join in on the conversation, we're available on many different social media. You can catch us on Facebook at both uh, Airport Minute and uh, the Airport Minute Commanders Club, where people talk back about the thing. Uh, we're also available on Twitter at Airport Minute. Uh, you can join us uh, if you want to. Uh, explain about how wonderful this uh, particular podcast is uh you can tell about it on uh, itunes under airport minute uh, we also have a great big website at airportminute.com where you can order uh, t-shirts and mugs and uh, movie uh, uh old vcr cases with different things written on it that say uh airport uh, but that, that's all available at the big site of airportminute.com 
Uh, please join us here tomorrow as we finish up the week for Friday, and we'll find out what they're going to do about that guy in uh, 21A. Alex and uh, Pete, thanks so much for being with us, and uh, we'll see you tomorrow here on the Airport Minute. Uh, in the meantime, good day. Bye-bye. Nice going, sweetheart. Remind me to send a thank you note to Mr. Bowling. Thank <laughs> you.